Hey guys, welcome to 2021. I want to thank you for sticking with us and starting the new year with us. Um, today's a special episode featuring my wife, Carrie, and we talk about a little bit about nutrition, and then we talk about our yoga studio and about her coaching business. Um, with both of us being here, and I do not have a actual setup for recording. We were both recording on the same mic, so um, the audio is if you notice, it will be a little bit different. Um, I don't want to say it's bad, but we had to do some fixing with it. So uh, if, if you notice a difference, that's why. Um, I One of the things I want to buy this year is a actual sit-down recording um, setup. But, uh, you know, that things cost money, and I'm trying to do this the right way. So, uh, all right, here we go with our episode. Welcome to Ag State of Mind a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. Hello, Happy New Year. Welcome to the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am your host, Jason Meadows, and this is the first episode of 2020, and I couldn't think of anyone better to have on for this first episode than my wife, Carrie Meadows. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. We are, it's New Year's. We stayed up late last night. We ran today. We had kind of crappy weather here. It started out crappy, but then it kind of turned pretty after we had a bad ice storm overnight and then now we have a good snowstorm which we always enjoy but we are here today to talk about nutrition and eating eating healthy and how it's how we can do it in a sustainable manner and you made an instagram post last week i think it was where it talked about eating healthy but in a sustainable way. And there's so much, especially this time of year with like fad diets and people like get skinny quick and lose weight quick kind of schemes. And even like the thing, the thing you talked about was like liquid diets and how that's not, that's not really, that's not really healthy nor sustainable. So uh, I want you to talk about like the, the inspiration and what the message you wanted to convey around that post. Yeah, so I've been seeing lots of stuff on social media about, you know, losing weight and and that is the fine goal. Um, I know that sometimes, you know, people kind of get, you have two camps sometimes. You have the people that, you know, love your body, you don't worry about losing weight. And that's great too. You 100% should love your body, but it's okay to want to lose weight too. Sometimes that comes from living a healthier lifestyle. And it's okay to have that goal anyway, to lose weight if you're doing it from a place of love for your body. But whenever um, we get to the first of the year and sometimes coming into summer, lots of people want to get skinny quick or they want to try something new to lose a bunch of weight. And I, I had seen a couple posts about liquid diets or just some really some things that are just not just not sustainable and so that's kind of where the inspiration yeah that was the inspiration behind my post 
I just don't want people to think that in order to lose weight, you have to do something crazy. You don't have to do a super restrictive diet to lose weight. A lot of times when you try to do some of those diets, those workout programs, they're just not, they're just not sustainable. And if you sometimes either a, you're going to start possibly, you know, lose some weight, but you're not going to be able to finish it because it's just not sustainable. Or you stick with it, power through, white knuckle it, get it done. But then when you're done, you fall off the wagon because it wasn't sustainable. You binge and then you gain the weight back. So there's ways to lose weight that are healthy and sustainable and that you don't have to go on super restrictive diets. So, and I think a lot of people see weight loss as the primary objective. And like you said, weight loss is a great thing. I mean, people absolutely, there are people who need to lose weight. I mean, um, it's part of, uh, to be healthier, but that's, but you, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. You lose weight to be healthier. Like losing weight is almost like a, should be like a byproduct not the main goal. And I think feel like so much of like that, these restrictive diets, these fad diets, these get skinny quick type things, they're, they're focusing on getting skinny as the goal instead of getting healthy and then being coming skinny as a result or skinny or lose weight. I don't want to say skinny. That's not right. the right word, but losing weight as losing weight needs to be something that happens because you are be getting healthier. You know, I mean, I think I just feel like it's a different mindset. Yeah, definitely. So I think that we, we were just talking about habits and how when we build, so we like to set goals at the beginning of the year and that's great. But what we want to do is build habits that we maintain after we reach the goal, because so, so many times we reach a goal and then we're like, Oh no, what do we do next? We're like, we just kind of stop because we reached our goal. So now what, what do we do? Sure. But when you are trying to create a lifestyle and when you're trying to create habits, then you create those habits, you create that lifestyle, you reach the goal and you keep going because now that's your habit. Now that's your lifestyle. So there's a big difference between losing 10 pounds because that's your goal and losing 10 pounds because you've changed your lifestyle. Right, right. Yeah, it's all about a lifestyle change. And that's a big part of it. I have read a couple of times in the past Atomic Habits and you're reading it right now. Yeah, you're, that's exactly what... It's exactly... I know that's where that's coming from. And um, it's the kind of this process where that's called habit stacking where, you know, you make little bitty small changes every single day and those little bitty small changes eventually in, let's say, even... 100 days, if a 1% change every day in something in your life, and you do that 1% every day, that's going to be a total 100% change in 100 days, you know, and that's not that's a relatively short time, if you really think about it. Yeah, Um, I really love that book, definitely highly recommend that to anybody But one of the things that he talks about in there, which I love so much, is when you're changing, when you're trying to create a a new habit, 
you're not going to get it right 100% of the time. And that's okay. So many times and in some programs, you have to be 100%. And if you're not, then you've messed up and it's over. Got to start over. You're talking. I think you're, I mean... I'm not trying to... You're not. No, I know. But there is one because because there's so many people doing it. And that's fine. And it's it's 75 hard. And I think it's something... And I mean, I'm actually trying to do it right now. But I can see the point of... I'm No, I'm not trying. I'm doing it. Exactly. (laughs) Sorry. And I I know a lot of people who've had a lot of success with it. Absolutely. And And the people who have been most successful are the ones who've kept up that lifestyle even after the 75 days. Yes. There is no one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And some people, the 75 hard is really good. A lot of people... It's very hard because if you miss one, one right. thing, it's all over. It's Got all start over. All over Got to start all over. And that is very, very discouraging to people. So I don't advocate for that, but that's okay. I'm not saying it's a bad program and I'm not saying I think it, it, there are it. people who it work, works yeah. for, but yeah, it's not definitely. for everybody. Yeah, definitely. So I love the idea that we don't have to be perfect 100% of the time. We... Start creating small habits and we build on those habits. And if we mess up, that's okay. One part of the book, he says, it's like, it's like a vote, you know, there's all these votes and it's voting for the type of person that you're going to be at the end. It's an accumulation of the vote. You're not going to have a hundred percent of the votes are going to be for the lifestyle that you're trying to create or the habit you're trying to create, but the majority of them are going to be. Well, let's look, let's look at it this way. Let's look at it like the president and his cabinet, you know, all of his secretaries of agriculture, secretaries of defense, secretaries of state, all those around him. They're not all always going to agree all the time, but there's always going to be something that everyone pushes towards. Even if there are some of them pulling away from it, the majority of the habits or the majority of the cabinet members are going to push to a certain way. And I think that's kind of what you're trying to do there. Yeah. So you were you were telling me the other day, you saw something somewhere where you read something about Patrick Mahomes, of all people. It's funny because we, we were never like Chiefs. I was never a Chiefs fan even though living in Missouri, I was more of a Rams fan because we lived closer to St. Louis, but Rams are gone. But now our boys are Chiefs fans. So um, I felt like what you said, it really stuck with it because it was him. And, you know, he's our boys' favorite favorite player. And what was that? I mean, it was because I feel like it's really what, you, what you're trying to get across here. Yeah. So he's talk- it was talking about how Patrick Mahomes, you know, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champion. He's one of the best. So apparently quarterbacks have a quarterback ratings or QBR and that's the efficiency statistic um, that measures their performance. Yeah, I, I don't understand it either, but. Well, anyway, so I was just reading about this. So anyway, a QBR of 75 means that like holding all of other factors constant, that quarterback's team is expected to win like 75% of the time. So Patrick Mahomes, he's at 85%. And yet, that's good enough for his team to be currently leading their division. Um, and he also has a $45 million contract. So Patrick Mahomes, like the what? I mean, one of the best quarterbacks I mean, he's, right now. He's right? young, but he's probably, I mean, he's top two quarterback in the league. Him and Aaron Rodgers are the two best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, so 
he's so he's at eighty five percent that you know he's not a hundred percent he's not he's not consistently perfect at a hundred percent and sometimes sure. we think that if we're not at a hundred percent it's like it's the all or nothing you know if we're not a hundred percent if we're not you know eating the right foods you know hundred percent of the time then why are we even doing it you know so people are either like well we're just all in and then when that fails it just all we're not it's perfect, all gone then we're it's at zero percent yeah so if yeah. we can be a little bit more at the 85 percent you know we're making good choices or we're making healthy choices i should say 85 percent of the time that's pretty good yeah and uh, uh, another sports reference here i thought of when we were talking about that was hank aaron hank aaron until I can't remember a few years ago when Barry Bonds broke the record. He was the all-time leading career home runs. But he never hit more than 32 home runs. I shouldn't say that. He averaged 32 home runs a year, which is good. But 32 home runs rarely, I mean, it may have back then, but today it would sure not lead the league in home runs. So, I mean, that's another thing about being, you don't have to be consistently the absolute best, but you just have to be consistently good for yeah, so, over a long period of time. That's how you are healthy. Yeah, I think, and that's consistency is, I think, the the big deal here. I think that's what it what it all boils down to is we need to be consistent. We don't have to be perfect. Sure. Yeah. So we need to be consistent. We need to be making you know good choices, but we don't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah, and I mean, let's. I'm going to take it a step further where we talk about food, and food is something to be enjoyed. Oh, yeah. I mean, even the food that may not be the best for us. Oh, yeah. There's still a time and a place to enjoy those things. And to me, food a lot of times is about community. It's about it brings Culture. people together. Yeah. You know, we gather around the dinner table at Thanksgiving or Christmas or birthday parties, you know, we, our social gatherings are around food a lot of times and, and it's okay to enjoy that food. Sometimes it's when we are consistently eating again, the, the all or nothing type. Yeah it's, yeah. it's when we're consistently eating foods that aren't as good for our body that we run into problems. But when we're only eating those at certain times, that's okay. It's okay to enjoy food. Yeah. No, because, I mean... As a matter of fact, you want to enjoy your food or you're not going to maintain your diet. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, exactly. And diet is kind of a, a weird word because sometimes people get a little iffy about it, but really a diet is what, what you, you eat. eat. It's what you eat. Yeah. So, but if you if, if it feels better than your nutrition... Yeah, sure. I mean, that's. A, I think that might be an easier way to say it, to where it doesn't, you know, diet does have the kind of stigma associated with yeah. it. But um, when reality, diet is simply the food you the eat. The food you eat. Yeah. Yep. So, so we are going forward into 2021 and we have something really exciting that we are doing together as a family, as a couple, 
where we started our own small business. And I want to, I want you to talk about that because I mean, this is really your dream. I mean, it's, it's our dream to own a small business together, but the mission behind that dream is, is you. And I should say the driving factor behind it is you. So let's talk about our, our new business. Yeah, this is really fun. Um, so we're opening a yoga studio in Cuba, which is our hometown. It's called Kula Yoga. So this kind of came around strangely, but we're so thankful that things have fallen into place since it's happened. We started the beginning of this year, actually the beginning of last year. I went to yoga teacher training in St. Louis, and I just really loved it. I had so much fun. I just love the practice. I love how it makes me feel. I love just the environment and the community that yoga brings, along with the health benefits too. I just, I love it all the way around. So I started teaching at a studio about 30 minutes away and I loved it. I enjoyed it so much. And when we transitioned into opening our own, it was definitely a learning experience we still haven't opened yet we actually have our open house tomorrow as we're recording this tomorrow january 2nd yeah Yeah. and then my first class starts monday so we're really excited about that we're actually sharing a building right now so this is all like we're we're starting at the i don't want to say the bottom but ground level Yeah. yeah we're starting at the ground level coming in, working with somebody else. Um, This is going to be, I think it's going to be super fun. I'm really excited to bring yoga to our town. We talked about this earlier today about the difference in hours compared to the other studio I worked at. But although the hours are different in this studio, this is the community I want to right, serve. Right, exactly. And so we're really excited about bringing and it's, it here. I mean, and that is a bit of a sacrifice for us because it's going to be some evenings where you're going to be away and teaching. But at the same time, it's worth the sacrifice because we need this kind of stuff in not just in our communities but in rural communities across the country i mean we were talking to you were talking to a a local girl who says she she drives to st louis for yoga classes and that's an hour and 15 minutes yeah or more depending on what part of st louis is i mean it's yeah so there's a very big area that doesn't have a yoga studio so we're really really excited to bring this to Cuba and hope that everybody loves it as much as we do. Yeah, and I think I, I, it's something that not just yoga studios. I mean, yoga is what we're doing, but more of these type of health centers, like group studios, fitness. group fitness, just things that are a little bit different. Where yeah, so what mm-hmm. I love about this environment is a we're starting with lots of beginner classes. Um, That's what has resonated with people a lot. And so we're going to definitely start there. And and that's what I love about it not being a gym. Because sometimes a gym is very intimidating to people who haven't been to a gym. Well, that's the thing about it. You can go buy a gym membership, but that doesn't mean you know how to work out at a gym. Exactly. I mean, I'm fortunate in that. I had the experience in high school. I mean, I played football, so thus I was encouraged and um, I shouldn't say encouraged. I was 
it was mandatory for me to lift weights. Yeah. And I, I was fortunate enough to have a good teacher. My foot, my high school football coach was our weightlifting coach, and he, he did an outstanding job with us, teaching us pro- proper form and stuff. But I understand not everybody is like me and can understand it at the level that I do. So you having these beginners-type classes introduction and introductory type classes to not just the practice but the i feel like yoga is a lifestyle it's something that is almost a i don't know how to say it you can probably you know you are so well versed in everything on it i feel like you can probably talk to this more than i can but it's a almost like a state of being state of mind almost i mean that's funny that where that's that's the name of our podcast but you know, so I think that it's going, it's a really great thing for people who have the opportunity in a small rural community to explore. And I, I feel very proud that we are doing that. Yeah. So one of the things I love about yoga the most is just the way you feel when you're there and when you leave. You come in and it's a community. It's you leave everything at the door. You start with some breath work, you start with setting an intention, you start with clearing your mind, and then you go through this practice, and through your practice, you're invited to set an intention at the beginning of class, and then you spend the next 45 minutes to an hour breathing into that intention, working out into that intention, and there's something really powerful about using that hour to think about the intention of your workout to think about the intention of why you're there and to leave everything it's else totally like mind clearing we yeah. did it today carrie was working she's actually working with us and our two <laughs> i say two youngest boys but it's one of the twins he's like the youngest by 25 minutes and and boone our baby and me we were all doing a, her we were practicing her introductory flow her beginner's flow and it was like that was the coolest thing about it is you can totally leave everything behind you can totally just there you don't think about you can't think about anything else i feel like because you are so like set on what you are doing and what your body is doing in the next movement and focusing on your breath i mean and i'll be the first to say i mean i would never have expected not only not me to be interested in yoga, but for you too. I mean, it's something I feel like that's just totally changed our lives. Yeah. I just love it so much. And I've always kind of been interested in yoga, but never, there, it's just never been really available, available that right. much. And so um, it's been a great opportunity for me to be able to go to St. Louis last year to, to take the classes and then to work for a little while. And I think that when people come, it it might feel a little different at first because it's so much different than a group fitness class. It's different than... There's a calmness about yeah. it. That's I think that's the difference. I and, mean, And sometimes we work out in a faster flow class. We have faster paced music, but it's still you, you just get out of your mind. You mm-hmm. just get out of your own head and you're doing the flow and you're just breath to movement and you're just connecting that that breath and body together and it's just a different feeling than mm-hmm. than a regular group fitness class and then at the end you go into shavasana which is hard for people sometimes because you just lay flat on the floor close your eyes 
And sometimes it's a, a little bit of a guided meditation and sometimes it's just a little saying. And then you, we invite you to just lay there for a few minutes or maybe. Just enjoy it. And just kind of soak in your practice mm-hmm. that you just did and, and keep your mind clear and and just to relax for a second. And when you can get to the point where you can let yourself be and let yourself relax, it's such a good feeling. It's hard in the beginning because your mind's like, why am I laying here? Shouldn't I be doing something? What am I doing next? But if you can clear all that, it's it's actually just an amazing part of the practice. It's I, this is funny because I this just hit me because you you use these words and you use like there's just this total new language around yoga and <laughs> yeah. um you know we were talking several episodes ago we talked with our friend Megan Tierlink who was your coach and she was a yoga studio owner for yeah. a time and you have this certain mind of what yoga people are like and I mean that is true to a certain extent but. You know, but like Megan says, she still, she still eats meat and still loves Jesus. Yeah, so so there's definitely a stereotype for what people think that yogis are like. And um, I can't say that it hasn't changed me a little bit. It has, but. But not, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's added to what you already were. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you did, we didn't talk about what. Kula memes. Yeah. So actually Megan, my coach and friend, she's just the sweetest thing. We were talking about yoga studio names and I was talking about a name, you know, that meant community and, and like one heart and one mind. And, and she was like, you know, my yoga studio was named Kula and it means community in Sanskrit. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's, you know, so awesome. But she actually closed her yoga studio and she was like, you should use it. You should totally use it. This And as we chit-chatted, we just kind of had the same vision of things. And so she was like, you should totally do this. And so that's how we came up with Kula. And I just, I love it so much. So it means community and we, um, it's like a community of the heart. And so that just feels special to me. And I just think that it's awesome to bring that to our little town. And I hope that it um, resonates with people. And I hope that people feel that community at the studio. Yeah. And I think they will. I absolutely think they will. Two last things. Mm -hmm. Lots of people have asked about virtual classes or like Zoom classes. And I think it's something that we, we are going to maybe do in a few at a certain time yeah it's super interesting um honestly the funny thing about this is we're still in the middle of the pandemic right yeah (laughs) and we're starting a small business which is kind of the opposite of what other people are doing right um everybody else is going virtual and we're starting in person but um i think that that's kind of what our community needs and And I would love to do virtual eventually, but right now I'm trying to kind of get a feel for what our community here needs and also to grow as my, as a business owner and, and to kind of learn the ropes and I don't want to overwhelm myself. I don't want to burn myself out. I'm trying to take this step by step 
and and I'm just really learning as I go along. And so I hope people have some grace with me as I, I go through this because it's all new to me. So virtual classes are something that definitely are they're on the radar and mm-hmm. hopefully we can do that eventually. But at this point, we're just not there yet. Yeah. And I think it's something I think it's very important for business owners, for honestly anybody in anything they do. I mean, farming, ranching, whatever it is, don't get out in front, you know, ahead of your skis too much. Don't get out in front of them because that's going to lead to burn. That can lead to burnout. That can lead to things that are, you know, you, you get stressed and you don't enjoy it anymore. That's the last thing we want to do with this, you know? Yeah. And I think that it's, we're growing, you know, this, this is a big step for us. And I definitely anticipate us growing in the future, but I, I definitely also want to to crawl before I walk or crawl before I run. Basically, we got to start, you know, small and kind of build ourselves up um, and learn as we go. And we plan to to grow and to be bigger. But at this point, you know, we're starting, like we said, ground level. Right. Yeah. Last thing I want to talk you to give you the opportunity to talk about your coaching services. That's something that is also brand new to you. And it's something that you have just started. And I want to give the opportunity to just do a little bit of a, a promotion of that. Yeah, so I just decided, well, I've talked about it before. I, I love helping people. Um, and I don't want people to feel like they have to do non-sustainable diets. Or I don't want people to feel like they have to do super restrictive diets and do crazy workouts to be healthier. So I did a little coaching in in December and then I don't have anybody on the schedule right now, but something that if people are interested, then they could definitely DM me on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. What's your, so where do you, where do we find you on Facebook and on Instagram? Okay. Facebook. I have Carrie Meadows. I have Kula yoga and fitness studio. Um, I have a a group that's called eat clean, move often, um, on Instagram, which might be the easiest way to get a hold of me would be at Carrie Meadows. Simple enough. That's why we like it. All right. Well, this was fun. I think it's probably been a long enough time that we've been, we haven't viewed our children. And so we'll be lucky if the house is still still standing standing around (laughs) us. So, uh, all right, this was cool. Thank you. I appreciate you having patience with me sitting in here and talking about this stuff. I love you. I love you. Bye. 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 (laughs) Thanks for listening to ag state of mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.